Welcome to DCAF, a weekly podcast by the Beacon Center of Tennessee. We have got a slightly altered setup today in honor of um, social distancing. Yeah, not honor of, but because of. Because of social distancing. I have not seen Mark in a solid week. I wasn't in the office last Friday, and I have had a slight cough, so I've been very socially distant all week this week. Haven't left my house going a little crazy, but cheers to remote work. That's right. And here's my, this is my coworker Sloan with me. Uh, she she has been here all day to help me out, so she's done a great job. I think she's actually sleeping right now. It looks like, but Sloan is very happy that her dad is home. She's not happy about everything else going on in the world, but she's happy that Mark is home. <laughs> like I'm going to put her down here. Got <laughs> everyone. Um, so let's get started. There's kind of a lot to talk about. We're going to um, dedicate this episode to coronavirus and everyone who's helping first responders specifically the doctors and the nurses that are out there helping people get over this it's turned into a real thing but um what i love the most is how our team is viewing this so yeah mark if you want to go jump in yeah i feel like we, we hear enough about all the scientists and the doctors and the people like that who are obviously doing everything they can to take care of it obviously that's not what our role would be in this thing we're not scientists or doctors depend despite what many people on social media think of themselves they are not either um but but what we're here is we're here to kind of when this crisis is happening we want to make sure the government is not completely overreaching because again that's something you can't come back from we need to make sure that we're taking care of this crisis and i know there's gonna be probably more government involvement than we feel comfortable with but of course there's there's a middle ground but when the government's going too far th this is the kind of time where we can't come back from some of these things if we end up if we end up going really far so that's why beacon is here to make sure that we're we're taking responsible action but to also hold our government accountable to make sure they're not completely overreaching to a point we can't come back from Exactly. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing is groups like ours stepping up and saying, hey, you know, we have all of these regulations in place about doctors not being able to work across state lines and, and all of these red tape things that these new innovations have to go through in order to make it onto the market. And the government so far so good has been rolling back a lot of these things. And I think it's cool to see that and to see that maybe some of these regulations aren't necessary. And once this is all said and done and all in the past, we can say, well, if we can roll it back for a time, why can't we roll it back forever? I mean, I don't know. Am I overstepping, Mark? I, well, Luke, I mean, I, I think when you think about that, that's also what we need to think about from the other side. Like the people who want socialism are going to say, well, if we're rolling back these things now, maybe we we'll do this forever. So I think that we kind of both sides, I, I think at this point, we need to make sure we're coming together and we're realizing like, and taking steps uh, to make things better. But of course, it, it's important when we get rid of some of these rules to say, well, why can't restaurants deliver alcohol? Why can't they do it? But now they lift it. Of course, that's something that's necessary. Why can't doctors go across state line? Because if it's something that's necessary or something they feel is comfortable in a crisis, why is it not comfortable with it normally? So I agree. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. And, and we're going to try to bring people together here too. Our goal is not to say, oh, all these people are wrong. These people are awful. We want to share some of the good stories and some of the good things happening. We hear enough doom and gloom from the media, from the news, from every time you go online. So we want to share some good stories. And, and Justin's actually going to be doing a Facebook Live on Beacons uh, later today and kind of talking about some of that stuff. 
Yeah. And, you know, if you go to our page, we've shared some of these good news stories. We shared one last night about the Kroger CEO saying that there's plenty yeah. of food in the supply chain. Um, there are 150 shares too. And that that's all that's Justin. Justin sent that to us. So he gets credit, but it shows that people have a yearning to hear these positive things. Yeah. It's like that Mr. Rogers quote. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Mark, but I grew up watching Mr. Rogers and he has a quote where he said that anytime he would get sad when something terrible was going on, his mom would tell him to look for the helpers because there's always people helping and I think that we're seeing that now more than ever especially in Tennessee where we had the tornado and now we have this health pandemic we're seeing people helping at an unprecedented rate people are really coming together and I'm I'm really enjoying seeing it that's good the only Mr. Rogers I know is Kenny Rogers so I'm not sure I, okay. I never watched that I never watched his show the Mr. Rogers neighborhood thing you should um, because I've gotten a little bit old now right or you're a little old for that now yeah um, so while we're on the topic of what we're doing let's talk more in depth about some of these free market solutions um, one of the things that beacon has been looking at for years and years is certificate of need reform and now we're seeing that come to the forefront more than ever so over the last few years well, why don't you explain what certificate of need laws yeah. are because they're pretty they're kind of complicated yeah so without getting too into the weeds what certificate of need is is there's a board appointed in each state that has these laws that determines whether or not a hospital or a healthcare facility is needed in the area for which they're applying so let's say that you live in jackson and you want to open a standalone emergency room to help more people access care in order to do that you have to fill out an application and go present in front of the certificate of need board and they will determine whether or not you are allowed to open your facility there and the um, board is made up of competing hospitals a lot of times right who like they would not have an interest in them opening up right ron actually did a really great blog post about this not too long ago i think we submitted it to some newspapers too where um he compared it to there's a mcdonald's a popeyes and a i don't know what else has good chicken sandwiches well, that sounds like my dream neighborhood wherever that is but. there's a mcdonald's and a popeyes in this neighborhood and chick-fil-a wants to come and open in that neighborhood but there's a board of these existing fast food restaurants that say whether or not Chick-fil-A can open and they say that they can't. That's kind of the same type of dynamic that we're dealing with here. It's ripe for corruption. And um, as a matter of fact, in Alabama where I grew up, there was rampant corruption on the board. And so we're looking at these things and saying, how can we make government more accountable to the people and how can we get government out of people's way? And one of our senior fellows actually went through some CON data and found that um, over the last few years, the Tennessee CON board had rejected a handful of what was it standalone emergency rooms that could be yeah. useful during a time of crisis Absolutely. like and, and that's and it's it's not like we're just trying to push these like libertarian values out it's like this would actually potentially save lives i mean i don't think this is a right left issue at this point i think most people like it might be like a hospital they don't want other people to compete but everyone who sees like of course we need more beds that was the whole reason that one of the reasons that people died in italy is because they didn't have enough beds they didn't have enough services so, like having the idea that any hospital should be able to get as many beds as many, as long as they're going to pay for it, they should be able to get as much as they need to save people's lives. And it's insane that other hospitals get to determine whether or not they open up, how many beds they can have, how many different machines they can have. Like that doesn't make sense. And obviously it's been kind of lifted in this time in some ways. Yeah. Um, you know, we always say that the federal government doesn't do much right, but they started the CON laws a long time ago and then they scrapped them completely. So only several states have hung on to these laws and we want Tennessee to be the next one to eliminate them. I mean, that would be 
amazing. And I think that now at a time when healthcare and the need and the strain that's been posed on our system is in such a spotlight, now it's as good a time as any. Yeah, and I mean, we're a conservative state, right? This should not be that hard. We generally, like, oh, we want less government, especially when it comes to saving people's lives, you would assume you want less government. So it shouldn't really be as as heavy as a push. And we did pass some reform, Beacon impacted a couple of years ago, but I think there's a lot more to do. But that is one of the things. And then we, we, we talk about other things that are not necessarily right or left. But it's like, why can a restaurant with beer and food not deliver beer and food to somebody they can only deliver food and not beer you need like a special license and everything like you see all these states kind of saying well we don't want people to go out and we know people are to drink so let's just let them deliver it there and like th- those are the types of laws that should never go back in the book Everyone, why should we not be able to go on uber eats and get beer I, I agree i mean i totally agree even if they or can what? put something in place where the uber eats driver checks your id at the door i don't know there are what? plenty of things that you can do you just scan your id if you had to scan your id on the app that's fine like so they know exactly what your driver's license look like like you do with the scooters you have to scan yes. your id when you get rent a scooter okay yep. i like it. that's that's a good mark that was a really good idea look at i think slow. somebody else has probably figured that out before me though look at sloan in the back <laughs> hey sloan wow. what are you doing <laughs> Um, this is this is the glamour of working from home. Um, so there are a lot of solutions like that. We have been talking to policy leaders from across the country, different states, whose governors and legislatures are doing different things to act on this. We've been talking to policy leaders um, from all over the country and figuring out what's working in other states, what could work in Tennessee, where is Tennessee leading the charge on certain things and how we can implement these policies that are crucial in a time of crisis at all other times of the year so that if something like this, God forbid, if something like this ever happens again, we're already prepared for it. That's right. Um, So let's talk about also, since we were talking about um, alcohol delivery and food delivery, there are a lot of small businesses right now that are hurting. Um, I know that day one of quarantine, I really um, got sad for my favorite restaurant, Burger Up. They had one location that was annihilated by by the tornado, and now this is hitting, and they're having to close their dining room. And I've been ordering on Postmates. (laughs) It's my job. I mean, there are a lot of small businesses that are hurting. My favorite coffee shop in Colorado can't have patrons in their space, but they were offering free shipping on coffee beans. There's a lot that you can do to help. And, and a lot of people aren't as lucky as we are. I mean, I think we have to say that, of course, it, it's, potential, it's possible our fundraising goes down, but we still have jobs and we're able to work from home. When you are a bartender or a waiter, or you can't work from home. And, and if you're going in, even if you're not unemployed, technically, if you're going in, there's only three people there and you work generally on tips, that's tough to do. I went to the barber shop the other day and, um, and my barber, Monty, told me that they're paid contractors in a way. So like, if they, he can't lay them off and if they only gave unemployment, they can't get that because they're not actually employees of the system. He's like, I'm so worried about these guys because they can't, they have a family and they can't go a week without a paycheck. So there's a lot of people who are impacted and we have to do everything we possibly can. I mean, of course, there's going to be, I'm sure there's going to be bailouts and other things that we, we won't talk about at this point, but like there's things that we can do. And, and like you said, we can order from Postmates. You can order from local places. You should give the drivers big tips. And, and, and it just like it, it, people who are lucky like us should try to do our best to give back and say, oh, you know what, I, I do have food here, but it would make, if I can order from my local Mexican place, and then you're giving them money, you're giving the cooks money, you're giving the delivery driver from Uber Eats money. So it, you're kind of putting money in and kind of helping the people who have been more affected than we have. 
a lot of restaurants are also doing curbside pickup. So all you do is drive up, open the window, and they hand you the food that you've ordered. There's also a lot of GoFundMe accounts for um, bartenders. There's like a bartender's fund that people are just throwing money, a little, whatever they have. There's throwing a little bit of money in there, but a little bit goes a long way at a time like this. Um, there are... Okay. So there are a lot of like foundations and things that are doing small business loans. Um, I saw one just the other day, a, a Nashville small business. If it's owned by a woman, they are helping women, small businesses. There's, there's all kinds of stuff out there that we can do to be helping during this time. Cause we are all in this together. I mean, we're all trapped. <laughs> we all don't know what's happening next. We all don't know what to prepare for. Um, and so the best thing we can do is just love on our neighbors and help them. And let's let's also think outside the box of just restaurants and bars. Those are important. Those, but like, there's a lot of. I mean, my dad owns a trophy shop, and he's getting killed right now. I mean, basically, all these tournaments that he did trophies for are canceled. He doesn't have any money. His employees have to be not work from home, and it's things that are outside of just restaurants and bars. It's every basic locally owned business. I mean, I'm sure a furniture store is closed. They can't sell furniture. So think about it from that lens too. It's not just food. That's the easiest thing we can do. But if you're saying, oh, you know what? I, I want to get a new dining room set at some point. Um, and I was going to get it summer. Maybe get it now because they need the money more now than they will maybe in six, six, seven months. So I think we should all think through that lens if we can afford it. If there's something that we want to do and have the money to do, but have been waiting to, maybe this is the time. So I think it's just a good thing yeah. to think. Now's the time to put together furniture, to paint a wall, to do that home project. Well, don't tell me, I need to paint a lot of these walls. <laughs> I, I've not done anything of use so far. Well, I think I'm going to hang some floating shelves this afternoon. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that we have time to do now that we're at home. This is my day one work from home, though. So this is, this is new to me. I'm still enjoying it. Uh, you've been there for like five days. So I feel like you're kind of maybe going more stir crazy than I am. I'm going absolutely insane. Yeah, let's talk about what life work is. Let's get real for a second. So <laughs> I went, I hung out with my mom this weekend. I got back to Nashville and I started coughing and I panicked. And so I just told everyone that I was not coming in the office because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I've been working from home. I have left my house for five minutes. I went to pick up a prescription from Walgreens and I came home. Guys, I don't live in a big house. There's it's not, not big. It's really not big. I have a lot more room here. I have roommates, but I have a lot more room. Mark has a big house. I don't have a big house. There's not that much to do here. Working from home, even for the most introverted among us, working from home becomes a struggle at some point. Yesterday I was, and I was alone. So yesterday I was doing a call and I had a circuit in my house where I would walk out the front door, do a lap on the front porch, walk through the house, do a lap on the back porch and come back in. And I was just doing that circuit, burning a hole through the floor. This is not for the family. There's something wrong with you. If any of your neighbors saw that through the window. They think I'm absolutely they insane. Be, they would be right, but... Well, Justin, our CEO, told us that to keep um, this coronavirus away, we need to drink scotch and have a dance party. Well, I have tried that. Didn't still coughing. Don't know what's going on, but that didn't work. You're, you're going to keep trying, but it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> keep trying, absolutely. Um, but working from home, I was actually texting with Justin last night, and he said day one into the social experiment, and it's not working. <laughs> it is tough, and so I. I <clears throat> There's a couple of keys that people say, and I didn't follow them per se, but like they say, I've read, I've read a couple of people saying you should dress like you were going to work. Um, you can see here, I have sweatpants on, so not exactly, jazz, jazz. Slippers. Slippers, yeah. So I haven't exactly dressed like I'm going to work, but I did shower and I put on a polo shirt, so that's better than nothing. But I do feel like you have to get in that mindset and it's hard. I see my roommates who, who like some, like one of them works 
remotely all the time and he works from a couch and that works for him but like for me it's like i need to have a table or a desk or something i don't have a desk and the kitchen table is close enough because otherwise it really is hard to stay focused and to be as effective you almost need to kind of put your like mindset and like here i am let me sit down and do that but i've uh, i've enjoyed it for it's only been about two hours but i've enjoyed three hours but i've enjoyed it so far i've enjoyed it too it's hard um one of the things that was in our guidelines of working from home that was like a best practice is really separate work and home because when you are working from home that line gets blurred and so you know i'll be sitting at my kitchen table for hours and hours start boiling pasta and come back and start working and i've realized it's six o'clock and I've just kept doing things even though it's way past the time that I would have gone home. And so I think that's a really good practice is to really be sure about, okay, this is the time that I would leave work every day. Um, I'm not just going to keep doing things just, just because I'm, I'm doing them. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, Mark, what else? I, 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 mean, I actually like the idea of having dogs. Like I can take her out once or twice a day and like, that's kind of my get out and walk her and, and do all those things. And then if you're working, she wants to like lay on your lap. It's usually okay. Um, I looked at short-term fostering for a dog. I um, didn't get one, but I did. I did look at short-term fostering, which um, would be pretty rad right now. I don't know. I might come steal Sloan from you a few hours. I'm I'm locking my door. I I know you won't leave the house. I feel comfortable. You will not do that, but (laughs) I'm not leaving the house. I'm not going to risk anyone's help. Also, before we go, I need to read this tweet that, that Soto sent me, which I think is, it goes back to our initial point is like, I feel like three days ago, they're like, oh, in a crisis, everyone's a socialist and, and, and there's no libertarians in a pandemic. And then it said today, oh, wow, we need to suspend occupational licensing restrictions, stop all enforcement of petty victimless crimes and legalize restaurants selling cocktails to go for home deliveries by Uber drivers. So Soto sent me that. It's like, it's funny because that's like three days ago, like everyone's a socialist. Now it's like, well, everyone's kind of a libertarian now in these ways. So it's, it's just interesting the way things have changed as, as this has gone on. And I think that that just goes to show perspective. Um, it, you know, what, I don't, I don't know what that, that quote, I'm going to totally butcher this, but it's like, if you're 25 and a conservative, you have no heart. And if you're 50 and you're a liberal, you have no brain. I think that yeah. that's like, it, I mean, it's something like that, but that you butchered just, it. It was a, it was a Reagan quote. Yeah. Totally butchered that. <laughs> but, Same idea. but we're talking about perspective here and with age and with time comes perspective and with um, a crisis like this comes perspective. And so we start to see what the role of government is, what the role of the people is, what the role of our neighborhoods are, you know, helping people out, staying safe, trying to make life easier for people. And I think that the government as of right now is doing everything that they can to make life easier for people. And so why isn't that something that we do all the time? Yeah, and maybe a little bit too much in some aspects, but I think this has allowed us to kind of get rid of, hopefully this will maybe unite our country in a way that we get rid of some of this left, right, stuff and all the arguing about Trump, anti-Trump stuff and say, okay, we can come together. Like, I mean, for what it's worth, whether we disagree or, or agree with Trump's, uh, what he's done so far, uh, Representative uh, Ilian Omar from, from Minnesota said how great of a job he's doing. It's like, and she, I never thought she would say a, a word about him positive. And like, she has said that. So even though we might not completely agree with everything the president's doing right now, we can look and say, well, look, we're coming together and we can, this, this is maybe the time that we can stop fighting, stop yelling at each other and stop worrying just about the next election. Be like, let's come together and show what we really are. Not what the media portrays this like big issue, this big fighting between the right and left. Like we still have a lot in common and we still are, are good people and we still care about each other, whether or not you are a socialist or a libertarian, like we still do care about each other. And let's try to find solutions that kind of, we can compromise some people's positions to make our, make our world better.
I'm going to leave it at that because I love when Mark gets on a soapbox and I agree with everything he says. So rare, <laughs> rare very rare. Thank you for watching. If you know of any solutions that are going to help small businesses, leave a link to them mm -hmm. in the comments on this. We would love to be able to share them with people that we know who are hurting. Um, and if there's anything that we can do for you, um, please let us know. Thank you so much. And wait real quick for every, if we can like raise like $200 from this, let's try to put a fundraising link for Beacon. Okay. Because of course, if we raise $200, um, Sloan will do her own video for everybody. And Sloan is been hilarious and I've spent a week with her before and I just love her. So let's so do it's it. Worth, it's worth the $200. So if you donate and we get to $200 total, Sloan will do a, a Sloan video for everyone. And we will donate that $200. We'll do something yeah, really yeah, cool. We'll, we'll do something cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for watching. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe. Perfect.